Hello Blazers, this is Jeff Odo. Over the next year or so, I'll share some of my philosophies on what I think it takes to build a business from scratch to $10 million in 10 years. So buckle up for this week's episode of Start Me Up. This week I want to talk about how to hold independent contractors accountable with performance deposits. Imagine being 30 years old, married, and expecting your first child. You're working days and nights, selling during the day and cleaning at night. The more cleaning you personally do at night, the less time you have to final buildings. The less time you have to final buildings, the more complaints you get during the day, which means less time selling. Well, as you can imagine, this is a recipe for disaster. And this is exactly what happened to me when I first got started. By now, most of you fully understand this pain, but you still haven't figured out how to make it go away. Well, the good news is you're still in your first year of business and you're going to learn a powerful lesson in this message that took me years to figure out. While I might not be the smartest person you ever met, I'm certainly smart enough to know that my greatest value to the company is not spending time finally buildings, let alone cleaning them. But sometimes we fall into the trap of a routine because that's just the way it's always been done. You see, everything to me is just another problem looking for a solution. So one day, I was talking to my brother Rick, and I asked him how he holds his contractors accountable on the construction sites. He told me about performance deposits and what their purpose was and how they were paid. Brilliant, I said, and voila, the rest is history. Implementing performance deposits into our system accomplished two things. And interestingly enough, they are the two things that your competition still doesn't have. First of all, is skin in the game. ABM and ISS employees, they don't have skin in the game. If the nightly cleaner can get a job for 25 cents an hour or more, they can quit tonight and take a new job tomorrow. No big deal. If it's raining and they don't want to get their car dirty, they just call in sick. And unless ABM wants to fire them, which they probably won't because there are no replacements, there really aren't any consequences for coming in late and or missing days of work. And the same thing goes for the big game tonight. Why go to work if you're an hourly employee? Just call in sick and watch the game instead. Now let's contrast that to an independent contractor who has their own business and has paid a performance deposit to deliver services for citywide clients. This person, this business has skin in the game and a financial incentive to make sure they show up and get the job done. The second benefit of the performance deposit talks directly to the pain I discussed at the beginning of this article. Performance deposits are paid to guarantee the citywide management team that the contractor will final the building. That's right. Performance deposits are there as a commitment that the contractor will manage his or her own team and final their own buildings so we as the owner, or FSM, can get a good night's sleep. Some competitors don't have night managers in the building in the evenings, so they are relying on their cleaner to do what they think is best. Well, this sure isn't the citywide way. We're never going to build a multi-billion dollar organization by being dependent upon the cleaner to inspect their own work. Performance deposits were put in place to solve this major problem. Performance deposits were established so I didn't have to work so many nights. Competitors who are dependent upon an entry-level, minimum-wage hourly employee versus us, where we have the pleasure of working with other business owners to deliver on our promises, is a huge advantage. Here's what I know. 
We are only as good as the independent contractors because they are the ones responsible for attracting and retaining the hourly employees who perform the services at night. And if that is true, we are also only as good as the night manager who oversees those accounts and contractors because they are our eyes and ears for the facility. Our night managers are essentially general managers of a million-dollar business and make the majority of the hiring and firing decisions for who is in our buildings and who is not. If these two things are in alignment, my life as a salesperson, account manager, owner, or support person is golden. However, when one of those is in turmoil, the rest of our days are spent chasing our tail and putting out fires. Over time, you will encounter many contractors who promise that they can attract and retain talented people. They may even happily welcome your night manager into the buildings. But what you will quickly find is people will tell you one thing and then end up doing something totally different. And hence the performance deposit. I want to remind you to not let anyone in your buildings until they have paid at a minimum the startup fees in full. You can allow them to spread out the cost of a performance deposit over a three-month period, maybe if necessary. But if they can't come up with the startup fees up front, then chances are they're not a legitimate contractor with the financial strength to be in your accounts. Remember, our ideal contractor is one who has less than 10 buildings total because we need them to be able to final all of their citywide accounts every night and to be in a position to cover for absenteeism. If we ask them to do too many buildings, we will make it impossible to do what we are requiring them to do. Sure, we need a few larger contractors for bigger accounts, but for the most part, our average size account is a little over $2,000 a month, and almost any quality contractor can handle that size account if you have not overextended them. When it comes to actually keeping the deposit, we need to discuss when it's appropriate to take the money rather than just parting ways with the contractor and giving the money back to them in full. For the record, we are not trying to take their money. That is not the intent at all. Next to the cleaners themselves, these contractors have the hardest job on our citywide team. We should treat them like teammates. We need to treat them like they started a cleaning company to help us be successful. If it's not working, let them know and let them go with dignity and compassion. Refund the money in full unless they blatantly disobeyed the client directive or a company policy. If they did something to cause you to lose the account, then sure, it's understandable you would keep the deposit. But this should be the exception and not the rule. If the night manager and FSM are doing their job well, this contractor should be removed way before we take the money from the people who need it most. We should never take our mistakes out on them. We are in control, we hold the cards, and we make the decisions. So let's live by the golden rule. Let's put ourselves in their position and treat them the way you would want to be treated. I have two action items for you today. Add this to your L5 meetings and discuss this with your entire operations team. Make sure you clearly define in writing what situations you would keep their money and then make sure someone is actually explaining this to the contractor during the recruiting process in their native language. The second thing I ask of you is to evaluate how many of your contractors are overextended and proactively help them out. Don't let them fail. Right-size them now and put them in the best position to win.
And remember, even if you don't have a performance deposit on an account, you still want to clearly articulate what you want out of the relationship. Telling people to make sure that the building is clean at all times is nebulous. However, telling them you have a very simple agenda and expect specific things out of the relationship, such as the following, is a good place to start. Every contractor needs to know that we expect them, we need them to, one, final the building every night until they are 100% positive the cleaner knows exactly what is expected because we know that doing so will dramatically reduce the number of complaints. Number two, we need them to treat each citywide client like it's the most important client they serve. And number three, we need them to make sure we never lose an account for poor service. Just think about this as a scorecard for contractors. They want to know how to win as well. Okay, a lot of stuff in there, but you can do this. Talk to the operations team and let's make it happen. Thanks for listening to Start Me Up. I hope that you'll talk to your team about what you learned today and implement something specific between this week and next. This will allow you to keep building on the foundation for a successful citywide business. Rip along, my friends.